challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Great having you with me here at the Great Man Podcast. I want to dive directly into something I'm very excited to talk to you men about. You know, because you listen to this podcast, that I believe we need to take responsibility for those who have been given to us, those lives that are, uh, well, some might say under our authority, but certainly our responsibility, our wives, our sons, our daughters, maybe even our immediate band of brothers. Uh, Part of restoring noble manhood in your life is that you are taking responsibility, that you are standing up, standing guard, standing strong for what you are responsible for. And I've written about this and I've described it many times. And so I'm not going to go back over that territory. But I've come to the conclusion that one of the keys, one of the tactics we can use to love those in our lives well and to help them accomplish what they're meant to accomplish. Remember now, I believe that part of tending our field, one of the main manly maxims that I teach, part of tending our field is that we're helping everything within our reach, everything that we're responsible for, rise and fulfill its destiny and achieve its best. So that means when you look into the eyes of your wife, you look into the eyes of your sons or your daughters, you look into the eyes of your band of brothers, uh, you are responsible. You have a role in inspiring them, encouraging them, coaching them, nurturing them to their best, helping them fulfill their destiny, being that steel sharpening steel that helps them be better. So I've come to the conclusion, and I certainly do this in my own life, that I need to have a battle plan for every person that I am responsible for. Now, this is not 500 people, by the way. This may not even be a dozen people. Uh, In my case, it's a relatively small handful of people. On the one hand, I feel responsibility for every man on the planet because I've committed myself to helping encourage noble manhood, great manhood worldwide. But in terms of my immediate world, in terms of uh, the, the people that I'm actually in contact with regularly, the people I actually have uh, sort of in my hands, so to speak, that I can actually get my hands on, um, it's it's maybe 10, maybe a dozen. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I have distant friends. I have acquaintances. I have people I love. I have people I care about. But I'm talking about the people that I'm actually responsible for, my wife, my son, my daughter, um, any in-laws I might have out there <laughs> floating around, uh, grandchildren, um, you know what I'm saying, immediate friends, bands of brothers, those people who are close by enough that I can be at, be at work in their lives and in a direct and meaningful way. I need to have a battle plan for their lives. Now, you know that I always encourage every man to have the control room of his life, that he operates from the control room of his life. This is this is a condition of peace and rest and scanning your eyes over your life, running your heart and your mind over your life and thinking through what needs to be done. For me, uh, this is based in my prayer life, which is a daily thing. I get quiet. I get away. I get alone. I think. I pray. I pray for everybody in my life. But I also uh, now think through any steps I need to take 
in their lives. This is what you do in the control room. And even if you're not a praying person, even if you're not a Christian, or uh, and even if you're an atheist, I have a bunch of atheists who listen to this podcast, and of course they know they're welcome. I've told them that as directly as I can many times and corresponded with some of them. My point is you're welcome here, but find a control room. If it's nothing but a but a quiet evening on the back of the porch, uh, back porch once a once a week or every night, um, sitting there with a glass of something in your hand, um, with a pad in your lap, maybe in a pen, thinking through your life, thinking through those you care about, thinking through who you love, thinking through who you're, who you're responsible to nurture, to coach, to, to cheer on, to inspire, to help, uh, to achieve and fulfill their best. That's, that's fine. You find it. Uh, you know what it is for me. And it can happen on an airplane. It can happen on a train. It can happen in a car. But mainly it happens in my prayer life, which tends to happen in my office. I have two home offices and my, uh, I have two homes, don't mind you knowing, and uh, two different cities because I have reason to be in two different cities. And my prayer life happens largely in my offices. So I sit in a chair and I stare out the window or at the wall and I think these things through. I want you to do the same thing. I want you to have a battle plan for the people who are within your reach, the people you're responsible for. First of all, make a list of who they are. You can't tend what you don't know. You can't be responsible for what you don't recognize you have responsibility for. So who are you responsible for? Who are you uh, taking care of? Who I don't mean financially. I don't mean, we're not talking about welfare here. We're talking about who are you fe- believing that you are are in that field assigned to you. That's probably the best way to say it. You know, I use that language from the Apostle Paul. Uh, a, a manly man tends his field. What's the field assigned to you? What's the field, that 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 invisible measured space? What's Who's in that field? That's the best way to say it. There's property in that field. There are responsibilities in that field. There are roles in that field. But who are the people in that field? I'll just make mine really, really restricted just for the sake of illustration. For sure, Bev, my wife, and Jonathan and Elizabeth are in my field. Jonathan and Elizabeth are my two kids. I'm going to exclude everybody else just for a moment to keep it simple. So they're in my field. So now I'm sitting down and I'm making a list. I'm looking at at Bev's life. In my case, I'm doing it prayerfully. I'm thinking over her life. Love her, care for her, gifted woman. How can I help her? What has she expressed as being a challenge of late? Uh, What does she need? Um, well, how could I help her? What are some gifts I have that might plug just fit neatly into areas um, where she maybe isn't feeling as strong or a weak? Maybe she's not as capable. Who knows what? We're all capable in some things and incapable in others. That's why we need other people who have the reverse gifts. So I'm going to actually write it down. How could I encourage her? What do I encourage her? Do I need to encourage her to do? Uh, do, do I need to encourage her to, to get some medical help for a certain thing? Do I need to encourage her about a workout? Um, do I need to encourage her to buy more clothes and take care of herself and dress more beautifully? Am I need to, how do I need to encourage her? Maybe she's been working a lot of projects and scraping paint off a of thing. She's, you know, looking like a dock worker or something. Fine. That's, that's fine for a season, but maybe I need to say to her, okay, honey, thanks for all that work you did. Now it's time for time for you to, you know, be frou-frou'd for a while. Time for you to be doted on for a while. Let's get you to a spa. Let's get you to some clothes. Let's get you some help. Let's get you a makeover. Let's get you a facial, whatever it is. I'm totally making this up by the way. And Bev would probably kill me if she heard this. But my point is that's what you do. Now my son, what about my son? Well, my son's 34 years old, but still he's my son. So what does he need? Uh, where is he heading? What's good? What's good about his life? What's challenging? What's he expressed to me recently? What do I sense maybe could encourage him? It might be as simple as sending him a book. Might be as simple as a quick conversation. In my family culture, we have check-in times. I've described this on this podcast before. I'll sit with my daughter 
Even to this day, uh, even though she's around her 30s too, I'll say hi low. And she'll tell me the best that's going on in her life and the worst that's going on in her life. I'll ask her where the challenge points are. I'll ask her where she uh, where she feels like she's really achieving and where she's really got a battle. And I'll join her in that battle. Remember one of the great uh, tactics of, of building a band of brothers and of investing in your family is that you join them in their battle. Everybody's fighting a great battle. Join them, help them, stand with them, and let them into your life uh, to help you fight in some way. Who knows what you need? But my wife has many gifts uh, that I benefit from. My kids have many gifts that I benefit from. And my daughter will think nothing of saying, watch it, dad, about who knows what, language, bitterness, uh, name it, uh, you know, whatever it might be, eating too much. So make a battle plan. I'm asking you to literally write it down. With our phones these days and the ability to password protect files, uh, you can keep that very, very confidential. A lot of my uh, a, lot of, a lot of my technology and my Apple system is shared by uh, Karen, my executive assistant, who's amazing. Um, but there are things I can keep from everybody so that I can keep confidential lists about people that I love. Uh, even if you have staffers and assistants and so on who are up inside your technology, you still can have privacy. So make a list of everybody that you are responsible for. Then start pondering their lives from the standpoint of things they've said, challenges they've had, things you see, things you even sense. I think we get help divinely uh, and supernaturally when we care about people. There's divine help that comes just to know things and sense things that aren't natural. That may be freaky to you, but but that's where I am anyway. Um, and then make a list. Literally write it down. Literally put down where the challenges are. This is not a, cri- a list of judgments or criticisms or, or you know, your irritation, she burns the biscuits every Sunday. That's not, that's not the kind of stuff we're putting down. We're putting down things that will help them. Things will encourage them, help them expand, help them to be what they dream of being, help them to be what they're made to be, help them with things they haven't taken time for themselves, or maybe they don't see themselves, things you sense that they don't. And then figure out a battle plan, make a list, make a battle plan. What can you do now? I can't help my wife with a lot of the things she needs. I can't help her with her clothing. I don't run my very good at all that kind of stuff. If you've seen me, you know, I basically wear jackets and jeans, boots. That's about it. Um, but, but I can make sure she gets help. I can bring somebody in. I can surprise her some evening with a nice dinner out and, and some private time at a dress shop, if that's what it is. By the way, I'm totally making this up about Bev. Um, I, can, I can send her to a spa. I can ask a friend to help her go figure something out. I can get a trainer for her if that's what she needs. Bev doesn't, but I'm just saying if that's what your spouse needs or somebody in your life needs, there are a lot of things you can do. You don't have to be the solution yourself in the sense that you know how to fix what's wrong. But you can be the solution in the sense that you're making sure the solution arrives, knocks at the front door. They have pain in their feet. They have challenges in a certain area. They haven't had any quiet time to read. A wife complains about how she feels scattered and hasn't had time to read and she's knows she's much better when she's got time to read. That's something a husband can take care of. That's something a husband can corral, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it can get more specific than that. I'm just trying not to go too far uh, here on the air. You've got a son. He's got some challenges. You know there's some moral stuff going on. Um, you, you, you develop a battle plan. For me, it starts in prayer. For me, it starts with taking counsel with my band of brothers. And then I get busy. Whatever I need to do, whoever I need to introduce, whoever I need to bring in. I believe in enlisting help. I believe in calling in reinforcements. 
I don't assume I know everything I need to know. I mean, I coach men all over the world, but that doesn't mean I know what I'm doing uh, when it comes to my daughter's needs or even some of my son's needs or definitely Bev's needs. She's more magnificent, multifaceted than one man can really keep an eye on. So I'm happy to have help. I'm happy to have uh, other older women. I'm happy to have friends. I'm happy to have experts. And I'll be the one who makes sure that those connections happen. So build a battle plan for the people in your life. You might already have a prayer list for them. You might already have a Christmas list for them. Why not have a plan for encouragement, inspiration, strengthening, healing, and improvement that you can help with without being naggy and pushy, that you can gift them with, that it will help you play your role in joining them in the great fight for their lives. This is one of the arts of great manhood. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.